Happy Wednesday, Unwoke Nation, and I want to welcome you to episode 38 of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boy Rich and Tim are always here to bring you the latest and greatest in information every single week for your enjoyment, baby. I'm your co-host, Rich, with my co-host over there, Timmy. How you doing? Good, and you, Rich, man. It's glad to be back, ready to kick things off with the new year. 2024. Yep, we have rolled into what is known as an election year. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, man. And, man, we cannot wait. No, we are expecting some major content coming oh, up with this man. one. So. It's, are you kidding me? We're not even a month old in 2024, and we've got a lot of great shit coming. Oh, yeah, absolutely, guys. We cannot wait to bring you all the latest and greatest going on right here. Hey, guys, as always, and for you guys who checked us out in episode one, once again, thank you very much for checking us out, and also, we definitely appreciate that. But as always, guys, you know, we are definitely looking forward to hearing from you guys a lot more than the second season coming around. And also, definitely reach out to us. You know, we have def- uh, other places where you can definitely check us out. Check us out on Spotify. You can check, check us out on Apple Podcasts. You know, so, and then obviously, we really want to hear from you guys uh, any questions you might have. You know, so there's different topics out there. As you know, you know, we live in this crazy society and there's so many different things you guys we we'll probably want to talk about no, we want to be able to hear from you. So definitely make sure you reach out to us at unwokedtheshow.com. That's feedback at unwokedtheshow.com. Yes. Rich, we're uh, this week or this month already, we're uh, got uh, plenty of listeners uh, throughout the U.S. already. All right. Colorado, Virginia, Tennessee, tuning in, Illinois, Massachusetts, um, Minnesota, Wisconsin. So some of those, uh, yeah, you know. Potential battleground states out there, uh, Colorado for sure, right? Colorado yeah. has been in the news. And yeah, so, some of those known as blue states yeah. and stuff. But yeah, I mean, you, you're right, man. There's a couple of those uh, election switcheroos, as you like to say. You yep. know, definitely are tuning in. And, you know, all you guys, Illinois, Tennessee, Colorado, all those states where the Tim just mentioned, thank you guys so much for wanting to listen in to us. And we hope we are being able to basically, you know, be that voice. You know, that's what we started off in episode one. And we basically said that, you know, we want to be able to be the voice that. You guys are thinking, you know, things that, that you're thinking of where we want to be the voice to be able to say it and be able to get it around the world. So thank you again, guys. Definitely appreciate it. So guys, today, as I mentioned before, we have ex- episode 38. And today's topic is actually called, Will the Supreme Court and the 14th Amendment decide the 2024 election? Oh, this is going to be a good one. Yep. This is going to be a good one. And also. speaking of Colorado. Oh, boy. Yep. So, uh, you know, if you've been living under a, a rock, you know for the uh, last, you know, couple of months, the holidays, right? Uh, Colorado um, officially uh, kicked Trump uh, off their uh, ballot. Yeah, I hear there's several states where that are um, either in the mix or have already tried to. Will Colorado be the first one, I guess? No. So uh, shortly after Colorado, Maine came around and uh, decided to follow suit Hmm. with Colorado. I see. Yeah, so that uh, in and of itself is uh, pretty interesting. Um, So there is, uh, the New York Times has what they call a, uh, they've got a map out there called States with Challenges to Trump's Candidacy. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, the states that have officially disqualified Trump, but the decision is on appeal, and it's already been sent up to the Supreme Court okay. to deal with. Highest court uh, lane. Yep. Uh, and at the heart of that matter is, in fact, uh, 
the 14th Amendment. Mm. Okay. And for those of you guys out there who are not familiar obviously, with our laws, if you're not here in the United States, and also definitely Tim is always our yep. you know, man of information. Also, I'm sure he's about to explain about the 14th Amendment right now. Yep. So there's five sections to that amendment, right? I'm not going to go through um, all the sections. Um, and there's one specific section within that five section. And if you're uh, wanting to follow along, you can go to uh, constitutioncenter.org and you can look up uh, the 14th Amendment. But the one that uh, I'm specifically re- uh, referring to is Section 3 okay. of the 14th Amendment. And I'm going to read it. For everybody, uh, in its entirety, it says, No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislator or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support mm-hmm. the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. Okay. Okay. So the key term in that is insurrection. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is a very common thing we hear all over the news. Yep. And that's obviously re- uh, referencing January 6th. Right. Uh, the riot that was incited, the insurrection that uh, Trump is being held accountable to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. A- again, he is... Uh, I would ar- argue that he is ultimately responsible um and i know you and i have talked off air mm. uh multiple times about this so we might as well just go ahead and get that grievance um out there i argue uh the point that january 6th went beyond free speech okay okay, okay. Mm-hmm. um it's one thing to say hey the election was stolen Mm-hmm. Right, uh, that was said. Yes. Okay, and so you're airing your grievances. You're out there speaking, and he wasn't, and he, being President Trump, was in fact out there saying, "Hey, we need to storm the Capitol. We can't let them take our democracy." Uh, rah 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 type of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Some would argue, "Hey, he was simply expressing his free speech," um, and you know what? Maybe on a certain level, he was. But there was a group who felt they were that he was uh, speaking directly to them mm-hmm. you know we're talking proud boys and some of these other white nationalist organizations and through uh, acts of violence right some people died mm-hmm. um, broke into the capital mm-hmm. um, you know throw your conspiracies out there all you want um, and a uh, whatever you want it to be, the fact that remains, you had a group of people storming the Capitol. They broke into the Capitol. Um, 
there were senators and congressmen actually um, barricaded in the uh, on the congressional floor, mm-hmm. right? Offices and stuff were destroyed. Things were taken, right? It's all on social media. You can go out there and find it. It's readily available for you to review. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've listened to Bill Maher at all, some, uh, you know, he and his cronies have said, hey, the January 6th was really a failed coup. I actually got into a debate over this very topic uh, last night over text uh, with really? a listener. Yeah. And really? Okay. Yeah. It. Thank you for the, thank you, listener, for for basically. I mean, for saying <laughs> your opinion. Well, that's what we want. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, when I threw the term coup out there, he said, "Well, coups are generally associated with guns and violence, and usually military overthrow, and you know, the military's overthrowing." I see what he said. I see what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Were there guns? Were there violence? Yes. Did somebody die? Yes. Are we going to split hairs over the level of violence that we have seen in other countries in terms of coups and stuff? Uh, You know, that's a debate for another day. Ultimately, um, the end result was the election was certified. Joe Biden became president. Challenges were put out there to the validity, oh, the, the election was stolen, it was rigged, although that has all been debunked, it has all failed uh, in the court systems, Giuliani has filed bankruptcy, so on and so on, right? So, with all that said, uh, I'm reading directly from an article, uh, Spectrum News, um, and it's NY, the number one dot com. And this is a local New York paper um, with the headline it says Decision 2024. Supreme Court expected to determine whether Trump can keep running for president. And then it goes on to say, here's why. And so, what we need to know is the U.S. Supreme Court is expected to determine whether former President Donald Trump can keep running for the White House. Trump on Wednesday, and the date of this article is January 4th, 2024, so it's fairly recent. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, this doesn't reference today. This is referencing um, on a, a, you know, a previous Wednesday. Uh, it said, Trump on Wednesday appealed a ruling from the Colorado Supreme Court that he's ineligible for the presidency because he violated a rarely used constitutional prohibition on those who hold office having engaged in insurrection. Okay? Okay. On Tuesday, um, he appealed a similar ruling from Maine's Democratic Secretary of State but it's the Colorado appeal that's most significant. That's because the nation's highest court has never before ruled on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which was designed to prevent Confederates from regaining their former government posts. And I, just, I can understand why they could put that together. Right. I get it. But in the 14th Amendment... Confederates isn't listed. Section 3 makes no mention 
of Confederates. Okay, keep I mean, that in mind. I mean, but when you wrote wrote into Warsaw, because it's actually it's actually speaking about in regards to political positions, right? And so, therefore, you know, the presidency is a political position. No, I agree, and that's and that's what I'm getting to. It's like, yeah, they might not be mentioning Confederates, but if there are people who are known as said Confederates, they're just putting the law saying like, hey, Section Three says this, this, and this is like if you guys try to run for and so like that, you know, don't try any bull crap, you know, is, is what they're saying. So I do understand why they would put that together. Well, they're trying to draw that, that it was intended for Confederates. Right. Right. But again, there is no language in the 14th Amendment specifically referencing, as I'm referencing Section 3 about Confederates. So it's important to, while we think the spirit was you know aimed at the confederates right mm-hmm. uh, that I'll, I'll concede spirit mm-hmm. um in today's language though you mm-hmm. know because that, that i mean that would be debated ultimately in court right mm-hmm. um if i'm going to go by the literal definition of what is stated right because our forefathers never would have specifically called out confederates mm-hmm. right it didn't exist at the time. Yeah, well, but the 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 Constitution was specifically was uh, yeah specifically vague. It was um, such language was used that you could draw your own interpretations and conclusions mm-hmm. because it. It was very specific in some parts, but intentionally in vague in others. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so here's what's going on. So, um, as I said, Trump is appealing Colorado and Maine, right? But again, the, the most significance is the Colorado appeal. Mm-hmm. That's because the nation's highest court has never before ruled on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment adopted in 1868 to prevent Confederates from regaining their former government post. Mm-hmm. Whatever the Supreme Court decides applies to Colorado will apply to all other 49 states, including Maine. Right. Now... I will, it does go on to say that Trump remains on the ballot in both states until the appeals are done. Well, I think that's something where right. you have, I mean, it's like, yeah, you have to make sure that there is a final, a final decision also. I think it's like, yeah, you have, you know, it's like for the, as we always heard, it's like, you know, innocent to proven guilty. So once it's proven where that the the judicial system can say it's like hey or the supreme court well yeah the supreme court can say right there it's like hey you know what it's like no you can't do this word then it's like yeah i i can see there being if if it was to go where so that they decided to go with exactly what what maine and colorado was going to say there's going to be a domino effect well there are immediately you know so uh, what's going what all right so let's circle back to that new york times states with challenges to trump's candidacy Mm -hmm. okay so I counted up on here that let me just make sure I'm getting this accurate. Um, and let me reference. Let me see if I can find the date 
uh, on this just to make sure it's relative to what um, okay so yeah so January 15 2024 so pretty um, recent mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so you have got challenges that are unresolved okay mm-hmm well, let me back this up. So this map of the United States is broken out into Trump disqualified decision appeal. That's orange. Challenge unresolved. That's that color is yellow. Okay. Challenge dismissed or rejected. Okay. That's green. And in fact, this was updated yesterday or no, that uh, January 16th. Uh, so this is maybe a year, maybe a little bit of a year old, but still. Okay. So I'm going to read the challenges unresolved, which is the color yellow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Washington, California, Alaska, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. Okay. Okay. Challenges uh, that were dismissed or rejected. So Oregon recently ruled it removing Trump from the ballot. No, that's a, you know not happening, right? So you've got Oregon, Nevada, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Utah. You've got Kansas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Minnesota, Michigan, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Hmm. Okay. So we do have a bunch of gray states that are out there. Um, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio. We have got North and South Dakota, Nebraska is out there. Okay. Um, Mississippi, Georgia, uh, Alabama is out there as well. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So we've got a bunch of undecideds. So here's what Trump's legal team is contending. Trump's lawyers say this part of the Constitution wasn't meant to apply to the president. Hmm. Now let's go back to the spirit. The second to last sentence word. Yes. Section Hmm. three where it says... Um, and I'm just going to read it again. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States... The president is an officer of the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or as a member of any state legislator or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States. Okay. And what does a president do the day he's sworn in? Yeah, he swears where to be, you know... To protect and defend, defend the United States of America. 
the U.S. Constitution, the United mm-hmm. States Amendment Constitution, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, I think point one, there's a lot of interpretation there. I would say, I, I would disagree with that person. I mean, with I, that part, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it's interesting because the uh, first point in the uh, Trump's legal team, what they're contesting, you know, it says those who take an oath to support the United States, but the presidential oath doesn't use the word. Instead, the Constitution requires presidents to say they will preserve and protect and defend the document. Hmm. So, uh, I don't, there, there's no other document that could be inferred other than the U.S. Constitution. Okay. Okay. Right? And finally, it says, Section 3 talks about any other officer of the United States. But Trump's lawyers argue that language, um, that language is meant to apply to presidential appointees, not the actual president. But... Right, as it oh, states, I, I see the loophole. I see what they're doing. No, no person shall be a senator or representative of Congress or elector of president and vice president. He is an elector. He was elected president. He is a former president. Right. Um. So uh, they go on to say that you know that was enough to convince the initial Denver judge who heard the case who agreed it wasn't clear that Section 3 applied to the president. But that judge's decision was reversed by the Colorado Supreme Court. The majority of the state's highest court wrote, President Trump asked us to hold that Section 3 disqualifies every oath breaking insurrectionists except the most powerful one and that it bars oath breakers from virtually every office both state and federal except the highest one in the land. This is what the Colorado Supreme Court said. Yes. Okay. So okay. Okay. Alright, so we're going to move on from that. We'll let, we'll let our listeners draw um, their own conclusions. I personally say, you know what? Point one, uh, Trump's legal team, yeah, that doesn't apply. That's strike one. Okay? Now, his lawyer, Trump's lawyers contend that the question of who is covered by a rarely used, once obscure clause is political and cannot be, deci- uh, cannot be decided by unelected judges. They contend that January 6th wasn't an insurrection. It wasn't widespread. They say, uh, they say, and didn't involve large amounts of firearms or other markers of sedition. But destruction of congressional property, or you mean to tell me that just storming the Capitol alone? Uh, I'm going to call bullshit on that one. Okay. They say that Trump didn't engage in anything that day other than in exercising his protective free speech rights. Explain. Simply was making the speech, hey, they, you know, 
I lost. It was stolen from me. Wah, wah, wah. Don't let them certify this. Don't let them take it. Erections, the election is rigged. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Pretty much just a whiny little bitch. That's what it is. So their final argument is the one that convinced the dissenting three of Colorado's seven high court justices the ad hoc way the court went about finding that Trump violated Section 3, in turn violated the former president's due process rights. Okay. So, this notion of due process being having my day in court. Mm Mm-hmm. I would argue he is having his day in court by the fact that it's being appealed all the way to the Supreme Court. Okay, and I understand that, um, and I, I see the uh, the points where that you're trying to to make, and also I, I will go back a little bit from dealing with the uh, the first the first point, and also number one is like yeah, I think this going up to the Supreme Court, and also, and I know they probably you know. It takes a lot for for something to go to the Supreme Court. I mean, I'm sure they just listen to a thousand things where it's very, very unique for that to happen. Oh, dude, the Supreme Court, if you look at their docket this year, they're inundated. Right. With with cases. Um, This, a bunch of 2A stuff is coming across, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, they... I I can't remember the last time, if you look in the media... Other than when Al Gore was running against uh, George Bush in two thousand, yes, yeah, the Florida the, cha- the, yeah. the Florida mm-hmm. uh, debate over punch ballots and if the little punch thing is still hanging there, but it's kind of on a thread. Does that count, right? Right. Uh, you know, is that a valid vote and everything? Ultimately, Gore um, conceded, right, mm-hmm. and stepped aside and George Bush became president and you know that's a discussion for another day right I think it's the first time we ever really heard the term swing state or at least we wouldn't for at least when when Ohio became a situation right and I think that was with Obama's first in 20 was that 20 2008 yeah yeah, in 2008, where so when everybody was saying Ohio was a swing, I think that's the first time the 2000 election between Gore and Bush, the first time we ever heard anything that says like, oh, you know, this thing could be a swing state. And also now it's, it's such a common term. Right. And also, but go ahead. Go ahead. So it, it, it's interesting um, because it, Trump, you know, getting his uh, day in court, right? They contend he was entitled to some structured, and they being Trump's legal team, right? Is you know, is when I say they, I'm referencing um, Trump's legal team. Mm. You know, they contended he was entitled to some structured adversarial legal process rather than a court in Colorado trying to figure out if the Constitution applied to him. Okay. Okay. All right. That gets at the unprecedented nature of the cases. Section 3 has rarely been used after an 1872 congressional amnesty excluded most former 
Confederates from it. The U.S. Supreme Court has never heard such a case. And that's important to think about. We're rule, the Supreme Court is going to rule on a section of the Constitution. Well, the section is going, they're going to rule on a section of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution that, to be honest, I, there was no way our forefathers were going to be able to predict any of that. But the fact that they threw that in there, I think, shows some thinking ahead, right? Mm-hmm. I feel confident. None of us, I think, ever would have thought January 6th would have happened. No. Okay? No. I am willing to concede, concede that had Trump made his speech, right? He, his First Amendment right to speak his mind and claim that things were rigged. Mm-hmm. Had the insurrectionists, those who actually stormed the Capitol, had they never um, stormed the guardrails? Had they gone just up to the guardrails, protested, the election, you know, the elections rigged, um, this is bullshit, rah, 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 you know, we're here, don't certify the election, you know, Pence, you know, don't, you have the ability to accept new electorates, you don't have to do um, certify this, right? Right. Had they had just gone to the fence, protested, this is all a moot point. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. The minute they crossed the fence... Storm the Capitol. Mm-hmm. A former was it Navy female uh, uh, retired female uh, Navy office former Navy officer. She was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, destroyed. Uh, broke into the Capitol. Broke out mirrors. If you didn't have congressional people barricaded on the floor, um, you know you had. Capitol Police, you know, and whether, you know, you're in the conspiracy theory that Capitol Police may have been involved or the FBI had been involved, whatever. No, I don't believe in that. Yeah, but there are people out there that are peddling that and, uh, you know, the most prominent probably Alex Jones, right? Okay. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that douchebag. Mm-hmm. Um, they broke into the Capitol, destroyed uh, property... Um, people were in fear. There were calls to the president to, hey, stop this. You need to tell these people to back off, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's all sorts of footage out there. And it goes on before things are finally handled, right? Mm. That's the part that I feel that that's the insurrection part. If you go up to the fence, you do your protesting, you whine, bitch, piss, moan, complain, whatever, and then all, you exhaust all your challenges um, through the court system, life is fine, everything is good, mm-hmm. we move on. But, okay. that's, but that's not what happened, okay? That I, I, that has to be the line, the litmus test 
for everything that's about to happen. Okay? So, you know, is it, um, again, as I said, the, the U.S. Supreme Court has never heard such a case. Right. Arguments about legal precedents go back to a sole 1869 opinion from Chief Justice Solomon Chase, who was hearing an appeal as a circuit judge rather than for the high court. Trump's critics have filed dozens of lawsuits seeking to disqualify him and all failed until Colorado, but they usually failed because the judges dodged the constitutional issues Mm. or declared themselves unqualified to rule on them. Presuming the Supreme Court takes the case and everybody observes, you know, everybody expects that it will. I don't think they have a choice. The Supreme Court doesn't have any room to dodge this issue. No. Right? Um, The Colorado High Court seven justices were all appointed by Democrats. Okay, so there's your, oh, this is a Democratic witch hunt. The Democrats are after me. Right, I'm going to try and paint the picture as Democrats are evil. They're trying to do, you know, they're trying to circumvent your rights, right? Six of the nine U.S. Supreme Court justices were appointed by Republicans, three by Trump. True, that's true. But the Colorado court split 4-3 on the ruling. The majority quoted a ruling from Neil Gorsuch's Neil Gorsuch, one of Trump's conservative Supreme Court appointees, when he was a federal judge in Colorado. He ruled then that the state properly kept a naturalized citizen born in Guyana, born in Guyana, off the presidential ballot because he de- didn't meet the constitutional qualifications. He was born in Guyana. Mm-hmm. That's you have to be a natural citizen. Yeah, he was kept. Uh, so it said Gorsuch again when he was a federal judge in Colorado. He ruled then that the state properly kept a naturalized citizen born in Guyana off the presidential ballot because he didn't meet the constitu- constitutional qualifications. Democrats have already begun to suggest that the justice that Justice Clarence Thomas should recuse himself because his wife, a Republican activist, supported supported Trump's effort to overturn his 2020 election loss to President Joe Biden. That's that's been in, that's been out there for a while, right? So that's the Supreme Court in the 14th Amendment in a nutshell, okay? As we alluded to earlier, I can't remember the last time the high court has been involved or been called into to help essentially decide if a candidate can run. Right. Okay. And that gets back to um, tonight's topic. The Supreme Court 
is the law of the land. Mm-hmm. Okay, you get there once it's decided, over and done with ball game. Right. Right? When have we ever seen, you know, again, outside of the Florida mm-hmm. debate, but again, that was about a ballot, not about a candidate. Right. Okay, and that's the distinction. Mm-hmm. When have we ever seen something like this before? It's never happened. And really, I mean, I understand where that the judicial system is all about, you know, trying to interpret the Constitution and making sure, you know, make sure that things are done right. And like you said, once they make a decision, it's all said and done. Right. I understand where that we're dealing with this when it comes to a law, but I think it's more about, although it's important where that you have, you know, the people who, you know, cause the, as they like to, they call the insurrection and stuff like that. This is more specifically about if the president himself at the time was basically coercing them to be able to do that. Now, Tim and I, we've talked about this, you know, a few times. And, you know, I remember that day. And also it was obviously a very, like, shocking day for everybody in this this country where so. And in fact, where, you know, I said it to myself, you know, I was disappointed to see that there were people going mm-hmm. into the Capitol and stuff like that. I thought it was right. an embarrassment or what to anybody who was a conservative. And um, and I didn't think that that was, that was right. But what I can say, you know, and I think what this really comes down to that is now a led to the topic at hand of why it seems like the Supreme Court is going to be the decider. And, all. and as I mentioned to Tim, or just, I mentioned you guys earlier, it was like that, you know, it sounds like, you know, as we're getting close, I mean, because November's going to be here before we know it. And at some point, where so the the heat's gonna get so heavy that they're like, okay, like you said, they got an assortment of things that they have to decide with two A and whatnot. It's almost like they're gonna have to put everything else off to the side. In fact, I'll go in as far as Tim. I think they'll probably they'll probably have to tackle this in probably June. And our if not sooner. So- yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking. And so for me, it's like they're basically trying. I think what I really think that this is going to be about outside of there being a situation of, you know, there's people who walked in and stuff like that. It's more about Mr. Trump. What did you say that day that might have incited people to say, hey, we should go into it now? I can say for myself and everything. So because I remember when I first heard about it and I started turning on the television, you know, I want to know what he said it's like or what was going on so but i do remember and i've I've mentioned this to you before it's like you know that when he got on he was sitting up there in the rose garden where and when people were trying to say it's like oh he was saying you know go ahead and take off everything and you know go down there and trash and do all this other stuff where so and i don't recall at any time because i mean i'm listening open ears like are you gonna say like you know what's what are you gonna say where you you're hearing about this going on that people are starting to get really, really upset. And so, and for me, in my opinion, so I didn't hear anything where from the president at that time that made, made me think that he said like, oh, go trash the place or whatever case. And I might be like, using dry, but you get my point. Right. You know, that said anything about that. And I think that's really what it comes out because we're talking about that he is an inciting for an insurrection it's like that's really what it's going to come down on. The whole reason why they want to be able to take him off the ballot. Secondly, we dealing with grown ass men and women. Agreed. That made the decision, you know, that made the decision to sit there and say, "Hey, we're going to go into the Capitol." That was an embarrassing thing. 
that even though you might have a disagreement, we should all have respect for certain places of institution that should not be treated in that manner. I agree with that. Um, and so that's that's really what it comes down to. I, I'm trying to make sure it's like to understand. Now, based on what you read aware for Section 3, mm-hmm. and also, I mean, that's what the judicial system, because their job is to interpret the Constitution. So they have to run. They have to be able to run with that. I think what we're looking at, too, is the defense is going to be trying to use the idea of basically it's saying we're saying that this only applied to incoming basically senator elects or anything like that i'm not saying but i'm saying based on what you read that's what it seems like they're trying to go to the defense and i that's when you first read it that's not how i read it that's not how i interpreted it i'm like no this sounds like it's present in other words it's like you know it's not saying oh tim was just voted you know senator of of Wisconsin, right? And like that, it's like you know, hey, this this section three applies to you. It's like, no, if Tim's already senator and something happened, this applies to you. So it's like you know, that's that's where I'm I'm under. I'm very interested to find out, how, like, so, what are these nine people going to do? Well, I guess it really depends on where you stand. Sure. On this next point. Okay. Um, at the bottom of this article, um, there's a paragraph, and it says, But the reason most legal observers expect Trump to win at the high court mm-hmm. is because courts are very hesitant to limit voters' choices. There's even a term for that, the political question whether a legal dispute is better settled by the people the voters have selected to make the laws than by unelected judges. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so would you say that be a situation where they're saying that, okay, if there's a way that we can just kind of take this off our hands, so to speak, and all, because you, could, you would agree where they kind of did the same thing when it came to abortion. Same situation. They sat there and was like, okay, we're going to leave to each individual state to make the decision. Right. So if, if – there's been a lot of talk about this on Twitter. And one thing that stuck out uh, to me is um, Tim Pohl. You know who he is? Yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, Polecast, I think it's yeah. called. Tim Cast or something. Yeah, Tim Cast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he – made a point out there. I'd have to pull the tweet back up. But when this all was um, first announced in Colorado, it essentially said um, something to the effect that all right, they're already trying to uh, rig the election. The people should decide who to vote for. Okay. Okay. Um, on a certain level, I agree. And they know that. Let's well. Let me back that up. In a normal election, okay. And I'm going to emphasize that term, normal. Okay. People decide that's ball game. 
we've got a president, whether it's the incumbent or new, life goes on, mm-hmm. right? We're no longer in normal times, dude. Nope. Okay. I would agree. Normal has gone out the fucking window. True. Okay. Yep. There has been absolutely nothing uh, normal about everything leading up to this year's election. No, and I think a lot of it has to do, Tim, is because of, uh, you know, as you and I have talked about before, you know, there's just so much... um, there's so much division that's been just going on where between people's, you know, ideologies of, you know, what's, you know, what's a better party, what, what certain topics come up. Um, I mean, you know, you and I've talked about, I mean, we know friends and family where who mm-hmm. have completely split, who probably met for years for different holidays, whatever, like now they don't talk anymore and, you know, and, and doing those different things. And um, it is, it's absolutely, you know, a different world like I, I've mentioned before the biggest shock for me is you know like that poll I told you mm-hmm. you know what they were saying like you know oh if you could split it into red states and blue states and be completely different countries and how a majority of people took the survey at that time and that was at the height of everything really you know you know pretty much you know going to pot and so many people sat there and said like yeah I wouldn't mind that and it's like what the hell is wrong with our country so I <sighs> I don't know who, what your stance is on Michael Moore. <laughs> um, I, I uh, he's got a couple documentaries where that I like, and also uh, and, it's like, but um, and unwoke nations like Tim, you know what the fuck are you talking about, Michael Moore? So <laughs> one of our listeners sent me a TikTok, um, and it's called uh, "Just Wild News Official," and it's Michael Moore on a rant. It's some event that he's holding supporting Trump. Play it. Um, I I don't want my ears to bleed any more than I have to. That I had to. He goes on to say that all the Joe Bobs being able to to vote, or you know, Trump's going to get elected. He's going to finally upset the fucking establishment and all of that, right? And that speaks to my point on normalcy. Okay. Tell me the last time anybody has been our no, not anybody. Our nation has been so wound up in division and so upset the apple cart as Michael Moore made a point um upping the establishment, sticking it to the cabal, you know, all this bullshit. Um I mean, look at the Iowa caucus. The man, the man being Trump, didn't even show up. Any pummeled DeSantis. He hasn't been a, a single he debate, man. So, but yeah, he beat him fifty-one percent. I think it was fifty-one percent, and I think he only came in as in Ron DeSantis only came in like what twenty-one point seven. Yeah. So, um, Nick Haley had a horrible night. Yeah. Um, you know, I was well. I would that, say horrible. That, it was disappointing. I think people expected her to do much better, and also maybe that's not fair. But she I, just did not do well. Well, I I don't know that she could necessarily done any better in retrospect. But you know, that's uh, we're gonna have all sorts of fun with that <laughs> with that in, on the next part, right? But what I'm getting to is should the courts i.e. the Supreme Court be deciding 
who should be on the ballot? Or is Tim Pool correct in the fact that the people should be deciding in this instance, right? Because again, in a normal election, this is never, January 6th has never happened. Uh huh. I get it. Okay. And I don't know, honestly, how I feel about about this because honestly if the Supreme Court rules it's only going to go one of two ways okay Trump can't run he's shut down Mm -hmm. okay all of a sudden that's going to get weaponized in political races Mm -hmm. imagine a world where any politician's career can end in a moment when a court or an election official decides that person engaged in insurrection they caution. I mean, I understand that, and and I don't. I see where you're saying between you know between Tim Cast and and with that, it's like yeah, it should be for the people, but but I also understand Tim where I think, like you said, this is not a normal election. This is not normal times that we have, and that's why I'm saying I think it's inevitable, and probably more sooner than later, that. I think that uh, SCOTUS is probably going to have to figure this out. And you know what it is? It's almost like SCOTUS is almost the... I think it's almost like the easy route to do it. Right. I mean, and, uh, yeah, it's the easy route to do it. Because we kind because we all have, regardless of where, uh, how you feel about Trump and also, we all have enough respect for the Supreme Court to go like, okay, this is Mount Olympus of law. Right, and would it be a Mount Olympus of law? We respect enough that whatever they decide, you know, um, that it's going to be okay. Now, you said earlier or so that that the Colorado Supreme Court was mostly Democrats. Yeah, and they all decided to wear saying like you no, know they were split four three four three, but it, it went towards Trump, and that's the first time it's happened. Correct. Right. Okay. So. Well, that's going to eliminate anybody coming up with any conspiracy theories set up there saying like, well, you know, Scotus is made up of, you know, mostly conservative stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, I mean, it's like that really doesn't matter. It's just a matter of like, okay, so, we, we need all we need all nine of you bastards to sit there and look at the law and go, okay, tell us what it is. And what it means and stuff like you know that's what we really really need to know and we all as a country just be able whether it's saying like hey Trump you know Trump can Trump can't you know we just have to be able to to do that but that's I think I, I think the Supreme Court of the United States where it is is the easiest aspect and also I let's put it this way one of the biggest times that I've ever seen when it comes to the Supreme Court and we're not talking about this top gore, but I'm just talking about the amount of people who showed up. Right. Was the the abortion thing? Yeah. I've never seen so many people show up out out there on the stairs mm-hmm. for one thing. Right. And it was just like, whoa! I think it's going to be bigger. I you know I don't. And it's not about the topic. It's just that I think that there are so many people that are so concerned on on who is going to be in that Oval Office. Oh yeah, I think it's going to be really, really big, and somebody's not going to be happy. And I mean, that just it is what it is. Work, you know, like you said, but who, what, you know, we move forward, right? And also, but uh, but no, man, I, 
I'm going to guess that it's going to be June because most most of the party the party conventions are normally in the summer, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I gave it till June. So I don't know if you remember this, but back in June of 2022, man with a gun is arrested near Brett Kavanaugh's home. Do you remember that story? Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Now keep keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. The crazies are already out there. Okay. Right. Um. You know, it's already shown up June two years ago. Yeah. I personally, my own opinion, uh, right, wrong, and different. I don't care. I think we have to go with Section 3. Our forefathers put the guardrails in place. Those guards, those guardrails were tested on January 6th. Okay. Um, say what you want about Pence. Thank God he, he is no longer running. If wait, he not, wasted his time. Yeah. If Absolutely not, wasted if, his time. If nothing else, he upheld the Constitution. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe in myself, okay? Okay. It is the bedrock of who we are, where we have come from, mm-hmm. right? Um, why we told England to fuck off, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. England tried to come to our house. We sent them packing, mm-hmm. right? And we said, enough of this, and we're going to put down our framework and say, this is how we govern going forward. Right. I understand that. Legal scholars will tell me, Tim, you're, you're out of your fucking mind. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, you know what? Eat a dick. <laughs> okay? Right. <laughs> it, it says it right here. Um... I don't I don't look at it as the Supreme Court is telling me who I can and can't vote for okay I, I don't see it that way but let, well let, let's say this Tim or let's say if it does go that way you don't have to vote for an individual candidate right I, even if, so what so even if, if they if they were like if if Michael Moore ends up being well, not. He said he's going to get elected, no. But yeah. if it turns out, it's like you know, if, if I'll leave America if Michael Moore ever thought about running, got elected. No, no, that's that, that's not I, what I, I was going to say. I, I, not, not what I'm I, saying, but I'm saying if Michael, I will post on Instagram, I am leaving America if Michael Moore gets elected, and I will get the fuck out of here. Are you going to share share your peanuts with like a with Danny DeVito? And yeah, I, I'm, I'm going with people that don't know me. Uh, you're going to be on Celebrity Airlines. Uh, you know what? I, I can crash into Canada if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was saying, man, is that, you know, if you have a situation where, let's just say, you know, if, if it goes that way, you know, that he is allowed to be on the ballot. And that goes, I mean, for anybody, it's like, you know, if you don't, you might not like that or so, but no one's putting a gun to your head saying that you have to check the box. Oh, I, I, I would agree. Because here's the thing, because let's just say, let's just say we go, you know, with the, with the you know, we go with what should be this uh, fair election and everything like that. And we go. And he ends up losing anyway. 
Okay, well, dude, you lost where we had, you know, the judicial system. So I think said, using hypothetical, you know, it's like, yeah, you were able to run, but yet nobody voted for you. Okay, they voted for the other guy or girl. Cool. Nothing we can do about that. So, but it is what it is. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do I do think that it, that they, they're, I think they're going to have to attack this. And um, I, I feel like they're going, whatever he was said, whatever he said that day, they're probably going to have to use it as evidence. You know? Uh, yeah, uh, agreed. But let's remove the, the voting for candidate piece out of it. Right. You know, as we're talking, I, I think it's about accountability at this point. What do you mean? If he didn't, if he were to speak, and as I said earlier, right, he expressed himself, his First Amendment rights, protected speech, all, all that. Okay. Had the morons gone to the fence, done their protesting, and then left? Mm-hmm. All good. Oh, no, I agree with you on that. Right? And that's what I'm saying. I'm, I was very disappointed to see that they went farther than that. It's right. like, okay. Warren guys- has started over less. Well, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I understand. I mean, I get that. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you at all, Tim, Tim with that. And I was like, yeah, them going into the White, uh, going White House, them going into the Capitol was a wrong thing. I don't care who it's for, what party or anything like that. That was wrong. Right. And, uh, and it would have been just over, okay, you guys sit there protesting your songs, da da da, you know, and go from there. And also, but that's my question. It's like, of what has happened, what did he say? Everything else that went around, where it's like, I mean, that's going to come all the front. You, there's no way they're not going to do this live. There's I, no way they're not going to do this live on television. What? And the entire, I mean, the entire. I mean, we talking like, like what? OJ Simpson when that came, that was on like. I'm, I'm just <laughs> using an example, dude. It's the like juice. A, it's like yeah, the juice. You know, so, so I mean, White I mean, Bronco. I mean, it's like yeah, that crap was on TV right. from what like 10 a.m. in the morning. To almost like three, I mean, dude, I remember when I was a little kid and also, and I'm on vacation in Orlando. Right. And I'm hearing it on the radio. Right. I mean, it's like, yeah, that kind of makes me wonder, like, could it be as big as that that people just want? Oh, I mean, people are going to be, uh, well, no, no, yes, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, of course, way, way, way bigger, bigger yeah. than that, I understand. But what I'm saying is that it's the, what I'm talking about is the magnitude of coverage that this potentially is going to get, that people sure are going to be talking about in every barbershop and, 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 you know, and, um, you know, and water cooler in the country. Right. And also, but I mean, just to see the amount of coverage or so of what's going to happen or just, I, I mean, I, I'm sitting here thinking about how nerve wracking and just the tension nationally when they sit there and they say, you know, the, you know, uh, this breaking news or so tomorrow, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., you know, the Supreme Court of the United of the United States has now decided yeah. to work. I mean, that's going to be a mad Ten, it's what's going to be a really interesting summer. That's yeah, just what I'm thinking. Well, I, it's it's going to be one of those moments. All right, you, you mentioned O.J. Simpson. Uh, you remember where you're at when you heard the verdict. I remember. Yep, where, I was in high school. Yep. I remember where I was at when I heard that verdict. Mm-hmm. Right. It's definitely going to be a watershed moment for our country. Yes. I. If we don't adhere to our framework and our foundation and what we're built on, then what's the point? I get it. You, you know, we're, we're 
we're we're a country of laws. I get yeah. it. So you know, with that, I think we could just go on and on and talk about this. But you know, unwoke nation, we want to hear from you on this topic. Uh, you know, we'll continue to keep our eyes on it. Um, we would love to get your feedback on this. Again, you can read us, reach us at feedback at unwokedeshow.com. That's feedback at unwokedeshow.com. As, as always, Rich, it was a pleasure, man. I'm looking awesome. forward to our next conversation. And uh, we will talk to you guys in the...